Welcome to Box 2, brought to you in partnership with Best Westerns Hotel GB, supporting local, proudly independent hotels. I'm your host, Jimmy Jones Buchanan, and each week I'll be sitting down with players, staff and special guests around Leeds Rhinos to tell their stories, preview upcoming weeks at the club and chat about all things Rhinos. Let's see who I've got in the hot seat for this episode. Leeds giving it some width and Nene McDonald showing a bit of pace here. Boaz, and here's Nene McDonald. He's big and he's strong, he's almost there. He's almost there, he's more than the pass, that's going to come off a Wakefield play. It's picked up by Richie Myler's going to stretch his legs down this right-hand side. He gives it to Nene McDonald. McDonald's got 40 metres to go. Kershaw's coming across. Nene McDonald points the finger. And Leeds Rhinos wrap up the victory. Out now for Whitaker's numbers here. He'll put it on the boot. McDonald! Oh! <laughs> that is a finish. That is incredible. That is a finish. We've seen some beauties. That's up there with the best of them. This week, we've got Nene McDonald in the box, beaming with enthusiasm. It's like treacle pouring, pouring all, all over me. If there were gamma rays and you could see him, you could see the enthusiasm emanating from him. Oh, honey. We're going to talk a little bit about honey later on. I love honey. And uh, Nene's got a bit of a story or a business venture. A couple of good wins. Everybody's buzzing. Mate, I live in the epicentre of Leeds Rhinosville. And it's a different world with a couple of good performances and a good, good couple of wins as well. What's it been like uh, in camp? And, and have you seen that tide turn in terms of the players' mood? Yeah, I think, um, I think we were always ready to, to show our best. And I think it's taken a bit of time to click. And I think at training, we're really coming together and really pulling together. And you can really tell at training and it's relating onto the field. It certainly is. You, you mentioned before when we were chatting off camera about things clicking and coming together. Now, I think Rowan's spoken about it in his post-match press conferences. The way that the middles have been carrying really strong, that complements the spine, and then you guys pick up on the back end of that. And you think about, in context of the full season, we've seen glimpses of that, haven't we, on occasions, but everybody's going consistently inconsistent. We've just not seen it joined up. But the last two weeks, everything has stuck, and it looks exceptional, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think we... When we're at our best, we just topple teams, but we're dropping too far down from our best. And um, I've been saying it for a while, I think we just need a click. And the last few weeks, you've seen us click together and we blew out uh, two weeks ago the hardest field. And then I thought we were going to put more on Warrington and we come out flying. And I think, I think we're ready to fly into the finals now. 100%. Tell me a little bit about yourself because you play well with a smile on your face. The first time I saw you was in Port Moresby. I was over there with the England Knights. You had bleached blonde hair. You looked hectic, to say the least. He was having fun at our expense. Great player. Stood out like a sore thumb. Exceptional performance that particular day. But you enjoy your rugby league and I think you play better when you're smiling, don't you? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's a sport, especially coming from Papua New Guinea, we love it. We love it that much. And the fact that I get to, to play it as, at the top level is my job. I just, yeah, you can't stop smiling. I'm a happy person too. But <laughs> yeah, to be able to throw on a Leeds jersey and play every week as a job, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. And the defensive side of the game, it's a double-edged sword. I think when things are sticking and going really well for you with ball in hand, it flips over to the defensive side, doesn't it? You attack with a smile on your face, defend as well. Defence has been outstanding. That tackle, James McDonnell there on Ashton, a yeah. great example. Just gives us an insight what it's like when you're defending in that sort of mood. Yeah, I think you can, um, you can 
feel it more on the field when, you, when your team and your teammates are there for you and it, and it makes you want to sort of push, push yourself, you know? Like you yeah. see Maka, he chasing down that winger, could have stepped him, he kept his feet and he made a big tackle and could have changed the game that try. So, yeah, it's just the effort and you see that and, and you want to do more for your team as well. Papua New Guinea connection yourself, Reese Martin. I've had some great friends that I've played with over the years. Thinking about Marcus Bai, James Seguiaro, interesting character, but he was an unbelievable player as well. And uh, then over at Lee at the minute, you've seen Edwin Apape playing exceptionally well. Just talk us a little bit about your journey being born in Port Moresby, growing up in Cairns. You know, that PNG NRL connection, how does it all work? Yeah, I think like, when I was born, we moved over when I was pretty young. And then obviously, as soon as you're old enough to play, especially being from PNG and, and Australia being such a big rugby league country, yeah. just straight into it as soon as I could. Six years old, started playing. And um, yeah, went, went to school in Cairns. I knew Sigiaro there from Cairns. And then eventually I, I got a scholarship to go to Townsville. And we, me and Reese Martin went to school together in, in Townsville. So it was a crazy journey that we've went to school and we both went to Roosters together and then obviously went apart from our careers and now we're back together playing it alongside each other. What was it like growing up, um, Reese Martin, obviously synonymous with Leeds fans now, unbelievable player, had a, another great season, kicking really well. What was it like as a junior? Yeah, he was always a gun. He was, he was I think he was a lot faster when he was in school, but he's a um, good, good bloke, good fellow, always could um, come to him for anything and he was a bit cheeky, so it's um, it's good to call him call him a brother, come on brother, and um, he's always took took care of me. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing then, as a young kid. Talked about being on the straight and narrow, sometimes not so narrow. What was it? What was it like? Yeah, I think um, so. When I moved from Papua New Guinea to Australia, grew up in Cairns and um, started playing footy as soon as I can, and it was it was good. I was going great, playing well, playing well, and. When I went to high school, I started hanging out with, um, I guess, probably not the best crowd for me at the time and started getting into trouble and that little trouble and you get away with it, then becomes bigger and bigger and started getting into, taking to the cop station and going to court as a kid, 13, 14, and my mum taking me there and it was, it was a really tough period of, I think, probably more so for my mum and I went away from my rugby league and I stopped going to school and everything was sort of falling apart and I remember one day I come home and I was in the back of a cop car and I was looking at, I was on my like last straw because you sort of get a slap on the wrist, slap on the wrist and then they chuck you straight into juvie and I come home in the back of the cop car and I, I remember coming up to my mum and she was there through all of it all and um, she never broke down, never cried. She just stood strong and she like broke down in front of me. And I remember it was just, I was about 15, just turning 16. And it really like broke me inside. And I like, it was like really, really tough for me to take to see my mom like that. And, and then that was the day I, I just decided I was just gonna stop all this shit, stop hanging out with the wrong people, stop going out and causing trouble, stop getting picked up by cops. And I started, going back to training, playing, and then got the opportunity to get a scholarship and go to Townsville and where I met Reese and went to school with Reese and then got signed to the Roosters and ended up going down the Roosters and before you know it, all, all that hard work when I put my head down and when I, in 2014 I 
got that debut jersey and yeah, I just remember that feeling and thinking of all those thoughts of how it came about. Awesome. Another powerful example of how rugby league saves lives in, in many ways, changes yeah. lives, doesn't it? Well, I, I definitely think for myself it was, if I didn't take that, I probably would have been yeah. behind bars maybe, like, I don't know where I would have been. So it really did, I think it really did save my life and I think it helped not only me, but I got to help my family out through what I've done with my rugby league. I've got four boys and they all play rugby league. Um, oldest two started with scholarship and it's really hard for me sometimes being either a dad or being Jamie Jones Buchanan. And I think it's really important that they see it for themselves and decide that they want it for themselves. Yeah. But you can point them in a direction, but you can't force them down that way until they have it in their own hearts and minds. That that's what they want and have the, have the desire to go get it. And it's really interesting. If there's any young people out there, Nene, who might be at that informative age when you're turning from a young, a young, well, an older child into a young man, what advice would you give them in terms of focus and the people that you spend most of your time with? Yeah, I think the probably the number one thing is to to try and surround yourself with better friends. If you think your friends are are probably not the best friends for you, you don't think they'll be there for you, or you think they're pushing you astray, or you know, like that. That's probably the number one thing. And uh, I think listening to people that are older you older than you and have experience and. You see us walking around the crowd after the games, if you have at the games, just pull me up or whoever up and just ask a question and just say, oh, I need help with this, I need help. And all of us boys are more than welcome to help and we're at a good club, so just just don't be afraid to talk, especially as a young man. It, we don't really talk much about anything. We sort of hide our feelings, so yeah, just feel free to talk. Awesome. It means it as well. It means it. Go grab him, use him up. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> best part about uh, sport. So you've talked about faith. You've talked about the people that you surround yourself with, and that's absolutely true right now. You know, Kev Sinfield used to always say it was: you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So spend time with great people, and then you've got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit as well because you started a honey business, or you selling honey, <laughs> and it's special honey. I still adding it. I like a spoonful of honey in my cup of Yorkshire tea. <laughs> Other teas are available, by the way. But tell us how that started and, and what that means for you. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a honey business that me and my good friend I went to school with, we, we tried it many years ago and we always talked about starting something and um, yeah. we talked about it, talked about it and I think in the last, last year we finally made the decision to, to try and pursue something because obviously rugby league is a great, great sport but as all sports, there, there comes an end to it so you've got to got to try and figure something out for yourself. So we just thought we'd try it and see where it goes. And yeah, it's been going pretty good and it's, it's, um, it's good flavor, good honey. If you try it, I don't think you'll, you'll turn back to any other one. Love it, mate. How, how do you get hold of it? How do you get older? I'll, I'll chuck Phil the, the yeah. details. Just have a look in the description below. <laughs> uh, all the details will be there. It's funny, we had Luke Burgess on a few weeks back and he was talking about, I think it's 4B, Four Brothers Clothing Brand. So uh, they're becoming quite an affiliate right here on uh, on box two. I've heard honey takes a thousand years to go off as well, and it's an antibacterial. Good for you in many ways, in the right proportions as well, because it is sugar. Fifty percent fructose, fifty percent sucrose, sucrose, I believe. Honey doesn't go off. A thousand years. It's not, not going to go off. Who tested that? 
Good question. <laughs> I've no idea. I've no idea. I looked it up somewhere. Don't go off. And then he says, I wanted to ask you about your faith. Obviously, it's come out. Um, it, it's been quite impressionable, certainly on me, with Ramadan, fasting, and having to go out and play as well. Really, really interesting, difficult to do. I've not seen that before. Um, I'm a man of faith. When Ali Lautiti come over uh, back in 2004, took me to church, and you know, I was baptised there. Um, I became a Christian. Confessed that Jesus was my Lord and Saviour, and I read the Bible every single day. And I don't read it because if I don't read it, bad things will start happening to me. I believe God is the, the author of existence. If I want to understand what that blueprint looks like, then... Yeah. I, I want to read it every single day, uh, as much as I want to eat food to, to stay alive. It's my spiritual life. How did your faith come about in your upbringing? Yeah, well, alhamdulillah, I'm Muslim now, but growing up from PNG, then coming over, Christian, uh, Papua New Guinea is a very Christian country, and yeah. my mother was very, very Christian, very strong woman. And um, I'd go to church every Sunday, and I think I ended up going on my own path and trying to figure out who I was and what did I want to believe in as, as, as a man? And um, yeah, I started asking questions and I, I made friends with like a lot of Muslim brothers. They were just my friends for a long time. I never sort of asked them anything about faith and I sort of went away from anything to do with faith. Right. I still had the feeling of believing in God, but I never really, I stopped going to church and all that. And so what I did was over time, I started asking them questions like, what do you believe? What do you, why do you do that? Why do you fast? And they started telling me the reasons why and it started to relate to me more. And I think I was going through a period of my life where I think off the field I wasn't the best. On my footy was always good, but I was always up to a little bit of trouble in that. And I think it was a, something that really settled me. And I think ever since I've, I've taken my shahada and become Muslim, I think my life on and off the pitch and all aspects of my life have, have come a lot better. How does it affect or impact your, your playing as well? Obviously, there's, there's, if it helps your life stay on that proverbial straight and narrow, gives you a focus and a, a vision, I imagine that's really complementary to any career. But fasting, for example, interferes in many ways with the physical preparation, obviously, yeah. uh, nutrition, um, you, water, hydration. How do you manage that in the, in the game sense? Yeah, I think it's, it's probably not ideal to play with, but I think that's where we'd like to test our mind, our faith. And um, I think it's, that's the best part of it. You, you're showing that you can, you can put all those worldly things behind and sort of put your faith in front and, and have a little sacrifice. It's also to, to relate to people that are poor as well, that yeah. have nothing and they go through their daily struggles of having no food and no water and to sort of feel what it's like to live on the other side of the plate. And I think, um, yeah, you learn a lot about yourself and there's times in, in the game or even during the day, it's, it gets hard, there's no water, there's no food and it's, it's a long day and you, yeah. you start to question, am I doing this for the right reasons? And that's when it really brings you back to your faith and you, you realize you're doing it for something bigger than yourself. Do it on the, at Christmas, in the lead up to Christmas, that delayed gratification. Me and my wife, the last three years, we've done a 72 hour fast. And it does really reveal things about yourself that you might not otherwise see. Because yeah. not many of us in the Western world will go three days without eating. And the idea of starving, you know, you question whether any of us really do. I mean, there are people that are, don't get me wrong. Um, but when you test yourself there, when you're talking about 
um, faith really starts to play a huge part in it. Well, talking about faith, showing faith in the club, mate, you've obviously enjoyed your time here because you've just signed, breaking news, a new four-year deal, mate. How, how good is that? Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited, yeah. It's, um, it's big news for me and my family and everyone back home. I think yeah. it's, uh, it's almost ended up being an easy decision at the end. They've looked after me and I've felt nothing but love since I've been to Leeds and Great. obviously going around the city and getting to know the place. It's, it's, I've learned to love the place and... Um, yeah, it's, it's been welcoming from day one, so it was hard not to sign. It's really encouraging that for fans, obviously, bought into the club, the culture. It's great to have you. What are your visions and hopes for them next four years? I know you're all processed people, one game at a time and all that, not talking about too big aspirations, but going forward, you believe you're with a group of players who's going to grow together? Yeah, I think I looked at everything before I signed, and um, I think that, I think that we're going to do amazing things. I think it's an amazing club, and looking at the boys we've got around around us at the moment, it's 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 a good club to be around. And I think um, I want to be here. I want to win premierships. I want to win the Challenge Cup. I want to be a part of the team that that sets a bar high again since since the old days when you set the standard so high. So hopefully we can we can start that up again. So that's. That's my goals for, for the next four years. Amen, amen. And how, how big a part did Rowan Smith and players like Reece Martin have in that, that decision? Yeah, yeah, they're a big part of it. I think, um, obviously, before I came, I asked Reece questions about the club and he had nothing but um, high, high aspirations about this place and I've come and it's all lived, lived up to it. And obviously, being coached by Ro before, he's a um, great coach and he, I back him and he's, um, he's backed me to... To join for the next four years, so hopefully um, can make the fans and everyone here proud. Certainly, I've well done. I'm chuffed to bits. Great news, great news. Salford this coming week. Obviously, they've had a bit of a rough patch recently. Lost a fair few players, but we've seen how well they can play when the tides rise in for them. They're a good side, well coached. How big a threat are they this weekend? Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for us. They've got some very skillful players. Um, they got Tim Laffer, highly rated. He's a great centre. I yeah. played alongside of him, and I, I think he's a he's a great player. So, and I'm going up against him, so it'll be a good test for me. But I think, um, yeah, when your club's going through a tough time, you either shoot up or you go down. So, it could be be a very challenging game for us. Tell me about Tim Laffer. When you when you say you played with him, where was that, and where did you did you go up with him? So when I joined the Dragons, he was yeah. there, and me and him were uh, both on the left side, and we. We played very well together. We had a great combo, and I think we had some of the best footy we played. It was alongside each other. So, yeah, I highly, highly rate him as a player and great bloke off the field. The women uh, are back in action and they're away at Wigan. Have you seen many of the women's games? They've been playing really well, haven't they? Yeah, I think um, I was watching a few the other day and I was thinking the quality of the last few years has just really shot up. I yeah. think the high skill, and I think if you've got time to watch, you go and watch it. Some of the girls play, it's outstanding, outstanding football. Outstanding. Well, we are marching on together, playing really well, in great form, as is this fella who's just committed another four years of his life to that badge, that brand of Leeds Rhinos, all Leeds, aren't we? Thank you for joining me and Nanny McDonald in box two for another weekly roundup. Have a great week. Catch you soon. God bless.